0: Ever tried to change anyone's behavior at work? It can be extremely frustrating. So often, the effort produces an opposite result, rupturing the relationship, diminishing job performance, or causing the person to dig in their heels. Still, some approaches clearly work better than others. In this episode, we will discuss seven things you can do to help people change for the better. Welcome to The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zanger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. I'm Brianna Coren, and joining me today is my father and psychometrician, Joe Folkman.
1: Oh, happy holidays, Bri.
0: Happy holidays. (laughs) Now... I was thinking the other day about Christmas Carol and how Ebenezer Scrooge was able to have this massive change and a shift in his character, and I think a lot of it came from those ghosts just giving him a gigantic dose of feedback, self-awareness, and a good look at the consequences of his actions.
1: Gosh, that's a great thought, Bree. The Christmas Carol is one giant, very effective coaching and feedback. <laughs>
0: If only you could give everyone the same experience, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: You gotta have a ghost and you gotta get people to see their future.
0: (laughs) But today we wanted to explore the idea of what really does work, besides ghosts coming to haunt you and tell your future, um, at at really helping people change and not forcing people to change, but how you really can inspire and influence them to grow in positive ways. So let's hear the research.
1: So I reviewed a data set of 2,852 direct reports of 559 leaders. Now, the direct reports rated their managers on 49 behaviors, and I also assessed The leaders on their effectiveness at leading change, specifically the manager's ability to influence others to move in the direction the organization wanted to go. I then analyzed those who had the highest and the lowest ratings on their ability to lead change, and I compared that with some other behaviors we'd measured. I found that some behaviors were less helpful, and I found that two had little or no impact thereby providing useful guidance for what not to do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Would you like to know?
0: Yes, I want to hear what not to do.
1: (laughs) Well, this first one might surprise you. So what I found is just being nice. (laughs) Really? Yeah, it was not helpful. Sorry, but nice guys finish last in the change game. It might be easier if all it took to bring about change was to have a warm, positive relationship with others. That that isn't the case.
0: Ah, you know, that's a little unexpected. I mean, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be nice or polite. Um, But, you know, those polite hints don't go a long way in motivating others to truly alter their behavior. I can see that. What was the other one?
1: Yeah, I mean, just being nice alone that doesn't help, right? Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. the supports, but it doesn't help. Um, you'll love this one. <laughs> Others' incessant requests, suggestions, <laughs> and advice. In other words, being a complete pest, uh, you, know, kind of, uh, you know, this is commonly called nagging <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> for most recipients. This is highly annoying and only serves to irritate them rather than help them change. Now, this approach many attend to adopt first, despite the lack of success.
0: Oh, oh, I think every parent knows this, but just wants to believe it's not true. The nagging will work.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So what do they do? They nag more. I know. Well, we tended, we analyzed these behaviors and we did correlate them with an exceptional ability to drive change. And we found that there were seven behaviors that helped people to change. And here they are in order of most to least important. Now, the number one most important behavior to get people to change was inspiring others. There are two common approaches that most of us default to when trying to motivate others to change. Broadly, we would label them push and pull. Now, some people intuitively push others, forcing them, telling them what they need to do to change, providing them frequently reminders, maybe threats, and sometimes following up with a warning about consequences if they do not change. This is the classic hand-on-your-back approach to motivating others to change. We noted earlier the classic push doesn't work well. So pushing is to make others do something while pulling is to make others, ready for this, want to do something. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference. The pull approach can be employed in a variety of different ways. These include working with the individual to set an aspirational goal, exploring alternative avenues to reach an objective and seeking others' ideas for the best methods to go forward. This approach works best when you are beginning to identify what people want to achieve and making the link between that goal and the change that you're proposing. Inspiring leaders understand the need for making an emotional connection with their colleagues. They want to provide a sense of desire rather than fear. Another option in many work situations is to make a compelling rational connection with the individual in which we explain the logic for the change we want to make.
0: So the next behavior that helps drive change is by noticing problems. Lots of management advice focuses on the need for individuals to become better problem solvers. But there is an important step that comes even earlier. And it's the ability to actually recognize problems before the disaster happens. I have a neighbor who must have an extra set of eyes. She notices everything and you know she's sure helped with a lot of that catastrophes by texting you know when we leave our garage door open or my kids forget to turn the hose off awareness is truly a skill set so i see noticing problems really helps people change
1: that's absolutely true brie in one company uh we worked with it was common to hear people being praised for their heroic crisis management skills rescuing projects on the brink of failure or getting a delayed project to a client just on time, working all night, doing these heroics. A new manager recognized this pattern as a serious problem. She correctly saw that it was not the sign of hard work, but it was a symptom of a broken process. Mm. The third thing that really helps people to change is a clear goal aligned with the strategy. Uh, When I was 12 years old, I worked for my uncle on his farm. And he came to me one day and he said to me, "Joe, you're going to plow." <laughs> so <laughs> I'd never driven anything in my life, but he was let me drive this caterpillar and I thought this will be fun. <laughs> so we got on the tractor, he taught me how to start it up and you know, it doesn't have a steering wheel, it has these two levers and there's these big tracks and he took me around. And then uh, he said, "It's your turn." And so I got in the tractor, and as I sat down, he looked, he said to me, "Now you just see the track of the tractor." I said, "Yeah." Keep it two inches from the furrow. And so what I did is I looked down at the side as I, as I went up the first side, and I I was correcting it, just trying to keep it two you know, two inches off the end, and I'm mm-hmm. constantly correcting it. And when we got to the end of the first uh, row there, he said, look back and see how you did. And I looked back and I saw some beautiful S's <laughs> <laughs> Problem is it wasn't plowing straight. So we mm-hmm. turned the tractor around and he said, let me teach you how to plow straight. And so as we started, he said, do you see, look down at the end of the field. Do you see that fence post right in front of us? I see it aim for the fence post. I aim for the fence post. I was able to plow straight. And when people do this, when they keep people focused on that strategy, where we're headed, that goal at the end of the field, people plow straight. And that's a great way to get people to change is to have them focus on that long-term goal.
0: Next, um, the fourth behavior for helping people change is challenging standard approaches. Successful change efforts often require leaders to challenge standard approaches and find new ways to maneuver around old practices and policies, even the sacred cows in your organization. Leaders who excel at driving change will challenge even the rules that seem carved in stone. I recently read about Stan Lee's story. He was the famous comic book writer that created the Marvel Universe that we all know and love. What I thought was interesting was that he really didn't like um, the approach of writing these simple plots with perfect superheroes um, that he was doing at first. He wanted his writing to be more real and relatable and have more purpose to it. So just as he was about to quit. His boss gave him this opportunity to write a new story with a team of superheroes like DC Comics was doing um, with theirs. And Stan agreed to try it out, but he said that he was going to do it his own way. And he wrote The Fantastic Four with characters that were people first and superheroes second. His idea was to challenge the standard approach and show heroes not as gods, but as flawed people that we all can learn from and relate to. And that changed the industry.
1: Wow, that's a great example. The next thing is building trust in your judgment. Now, this is both about actually improving your judgment and improving others' perception of your (laughs) judgment. right? So good leaders make decisions carefully after collecting data from multiple sources and seeking the opinions from others that they they know have differing views. They recognize that asking others for advice is evidence of the confidence and strengths that they have, uh, not a sign of weakness. Because of their ability to build trust in the decisions they make, their ability to change the organization skyrocket. If others do not trust their judgment, it will be difficult to get them to make the change they want them to make.
0: And following trust, which is so important, is um, having courage. Uh, Getting people to change really does take a lot of courage. Aristotle said, you will never do anything in this world without courage. It is the greatest quality of the mind next to honor. Indeed, every initiative you begin as a leader. Every new hire you make, every reorganization you implement, every speech you deliver, every conversation in which you give feedback to a colleague, and every investment in new pieces of equipment requires an amount of courage. And the need for courage, it covers many realms and it helps so many.
1: We often times hear people say, oh, I'm not comfortable doing that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. My observation is that a great deal of what leaders do, and especially their change efforts, demands a willingness to live in discomfort. Yeah. The last behavior we need to drive change is making change a top priority. You know, one of Newton's laws of thermodynamics was that a body in rest stays in rest. (laughs) (laughs) In other words, people that are doing nothing will continue to do do nothing. So slowing down, stopping and staying at rest does not require effort. It happens very naturally. Many change efforts are not successful because they become one of 100 priorities. To make a change effort successful, you need to clear away the competing priorities and shine a spotlight on this change effort. Leaders who do this well have a daily focus on the change effort, tracking its progress carefully and encouraging others to move forward. Becoming a change enabler will benefit every aspect of your life, both at home and in business. It will even help you change yourself.
0: The 90th percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast, was written and recorded by Brianna Porn and Joe Folkman and produced by Singer Folkman with music by Pleasant Pictures. If you're interested in learning more about Zanger Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership, and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly webinar series hosted by Jack Zanger and Joe Folkman, visit our website at ZangerFolkman.com. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in the episode details or on our podcast page on ZangerFolkman.com.